everybody and welcome back to another episode of Chatty Cathy. Today I was very blessed to be joined with my very good friend Simon Elfrink as we talk about his experiences and ideas about living the faith right out of college, how those might challenge your faith, how those might challenge certain ways of living, along with living the faith throughout ordinary and mundane times in our lives and how those are some of the most powerful and impactful moments of our lives when it comes to being good, faithful Christians. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Chatty. Kathy, I'm here with my good friend, Mr. Simon Elfrink. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you, Avi. I love it. We are recording this uh, Saturday before the first Sunday of Advent 2023. That's crazy. Love Advent. It's fantastic. It's already here. It's great. It comes by quick. I, uh, my friend John gives me crap about the really long, ordinary time in between Easter and Advent. And I'm like, I kind of like it because it makes Advent just so much more potent, too. But also ordinary time in of itself has like good subtleties of like. For sure. That's kind of like normal life. It's even more important, in my opinion, than to be like aware of the faith and all that For stuff. For sure. My goal is to have a really I want to have a very intentional Advent this year. I've had a couple Advents that weren't, I didn't like make them special, so to speak. Yeah. Like I'm supposed to like kind of like step up to the season, kind of like, you know, for Lent, it's like, you know, make sure that your devotionals are sound or whatever. It's right. Like, I want to make sure I make this Advent special. So I'm excited. It'll be cool. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really excited. But yeah. Uh, but just some introductions about yourself, uh, where you're from, kind of if you want a fun fact yeah. or a hobby or something. Yeah, sure. Um, so as far as where I'm from, I was raised ever since I was like two years old. I grew up in a little bitty cow pasture town outside of Cape Girardeau, which for you people in the Springfield area is the other side of Missouri, kind of closer to the Illinois border. Um, and that was home. Little, like I said, little bitty town, fewer than 200 people. Uh, I was homeschooled, had lived in a lovely home both my parents and three older siblings. And yeah, it was, it was great. Youngest of four. Um, and then, you know, post-graduation went to college in Murray, Kentucky. Uh, and upon graduating from there this past May, I came out here. So now I'm, I'm in Springfield and I, I get to see Javi all the time and all the other awesome, awesome folks at CCM, which is a real blessing. No, it was really fun. I was excited when I heard that you were moving back to Moving back to, no, just moving to yeah. Springfield. Well, back to Missouri, was, but to Springfield, yeah. which was a, a decision uh, multiple years in the making, but also kind of a no-brainer for me because of the particular season that I was in. But, of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I love that. I love that. But um, but getting on to uh, what you talked, you know, you're just, you're graduated. You're yeah. done. You had just finished that, uh, your college education, mm -hmm. at least up till this point. Yeah. Or maybe forever. I don't know if you have Maybe. I don't know. Right. I would like to go back and get a master's, but no, yeah. not right now. Yeah. But at least for now, like you finished that yeah. last May. Yeah. Correct? Really, yeah. really recently. So now fresh out, fresh meat in the market, <laughs> in, in the workplace, um, but particularly drawing it back to, to the important things of the faith. Yeah. What has been some challenges or some things that you have seen that has bared really good fruit of uh, of being right out of college no longer in that like i don't necessarily have a quote-unquote college ministry per se sure but it's like you're out there you're working yet you still have time for the faith and other stuff like that in your prayer life yeah. how has that necessarily changed what has challenged you yeah kind of that's an excellent question and one of my favorite things to talk about right now um one of the things that makes my spiritual like i am super super blessed in this particular season of my life for multiple reasons. Um, the reason that brought me out here to Springfield was 
um, my lovely fiance and um, she's been, you know, super, she's made it really easy for me to pursue my faith and pursue holiness. It's, it's she's just, she's just phenomenal. Um, so just being able to see her more and being able to uh, connect with her and also because she's so involved at Catholic Campus Ministries, like that's all been really conducive to my prayer. And one of the things that um, one of my friends back in, in Murray, where I graduated, one of my buddies, his name is Nick. One of the things Nick and I were talking about as I approached graduation was how thankful we were that I was going to go because the decision to move to Springfield, like I said, had been a done deal. It, it happens that way when you meet somebody like Caroline. But um, the decision to move to Springfield was so clear and so um, it was just the obvious call, so to speak, that um, I knew I was going to be around an environment with people like you, Javi, and people like Caroline and just the you know, the awesome community of, of folks at CCM that I knew I was going to have a community kind of no matter what. Yeah. Um, and he, he and I were just talking about how beautiful that is and how how fortunate I am because not everybody has that experience. And I shared that a little bit um, after uh, at the end of the Awakening Retreat this year, which I wasn't really that right. involved in, but I had an opportunity to say thank you to to Father Bibbin and Andrew Jeffrey, like just like the staff and also just the students and like the leadership of the upperclassmen for making me feel right at home here. Even if I'm not in the exact season as a lot of the students, like I just, it's so crazy. I think about it sometimes in prayer. Like I'm just so grateful to be in a place where I can, I'm surrounded by, you know, a great, a great cloud of witnesses just here in like my day-to-day life. So I, as far as challenges, I first just have to talk about how, blessed and thankful I am to be in yeah, a place. Of course. I, not everybody. I, gosh, it's just, yeah. I, thank a lot of course. Thank yeah, you for sure. And so many folks that graduated with me or graduated that year are graduating everywhere. Um, have to go to new communities. They hit the workforce and then it's like, who do I, who do I pray with? Who do I see and talk about my faith? Who do I go to be poured into or to pour into others? And it's like, well, I don't, I don't really have to answer those questions. They, they've already mm-hmm. been answered, so to speak. So that's been really beautiful. Uh, one thing that has been pretty hard, just kind of comparing the um, the different the different ways in which I pursue my faith now as uh, throughout my college years. Um, and granted, you know, in college, I didn't always pursue my faith like as vigorously as I should have, so to speak. But sure. in, in the latter couple of years, um, by the grace of God and awesome people around me, once again, um, I was able to cultivate a pretty regular prayer life that consisted a lot of like daily adoration. There was holy hours at the Newman House Chapel from... I think it was eight to nine, like pretty much Monday, 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 Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. And on Thursdays, there was a holy hour from, I think it was like eight to nine most nights. So lots of sacraments, lots of good community there. Like, and it just worked out with my schedule a lot. Also daily mass, um, things that worked out on my schedule and I could, you know, schedule my classes kind of around those things in, in, right. in between semesters. So, um, just made pursuing the sacraments really easy and, and awesome and, uh, now that I, you know, have to show up at work at 7.30 in the morning and then get off probably between 5 and 5.15, it's a little bit different. So I don't I don't get the daily mass, the daily sacraments exposure to the Eucharist as much as I would like. I will say the city I work in has a Catholic church with an adoration chapel that I get to frequent uh, during lunch breaks sometimes. So that, that's cool. That's, yeah. oh, it's been such, a, it's like five minutes away from work. And I get, I don't know who, if, you know, whoever's listening, if you're fully a full-time employer or employee, but apparently like full-time you get like a whole hour for lunch, <laughs> which is for a part-timers out there. That's like unheard of. I, it blew my mind. Um, and you could do a lot with an hour. And so, you know, just a few minutes away going to that church for, you know, a couple decades of the rosary, a few minutes in adoration is really, really helpful. And 
I have a great priest that I call pretty often to help with spiritual direction. So sorry, not to just like list off. Like these are all of the details in my prayer life. No, but, that's what I asked. But though. there's, but you're you're right to ask about challenges because it is a little bit more challenging to integrate it around, integrate my prayer life around my work schedule rather than just having classes that in between I'm back, I'm forth, I'm like five minutes away from Newman and now I'm five minutes away from class. You know all these different things that it's definitely different. But once again, just because of the awesome people, it's it's been manageable. Very nice. So, very nice. Good. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. I know that uh, one of the challenges that sometimes even gets me when I even go back home is understanding like when I'm at school, I'm individually in charge of myself. Sure. So I can plan anything and everything because I'm yeah. in full control of my schedule and it affects other people to a point. Sure. But not nearly as much as it does when I'm back in like my the family unit. That's true. Where it's like, at, you know. I can't just pick up and leave whenever mm. I want to, even mm. if it is for a really good reason. I sure. need to like buy my, you know, either buy my time or see like, does this work for other people? Does sure. it like, is it going to affect them negatively in any way if I just pick up and go, if there was other plans and stuff like sure. that. So that was a challenge that, you know, even affects not being at uh, a Newman ministry yeah, because the Newman ministry is obviously so focused uh, on the students and yeah. the students' schedules that, uh, you know, getting out to a point where it's like mm-hmm. you kind of have to make your own time, but you also have to balance like other people that it affects as sure. well. It's interesting. So. Sure. And like my biggest thing is like with these like this season of transition that I've been that I've been going through recently is like making sure maintaining good prayer habits as prescribed by a spiritual director or something when you factor in all these different things can sometimes be really hard. And I'm a very like habit oriented person where I get knocked off that that good groove, so to speak. It takes me forever to climb back. That's right. actually the season that I find myself in now. I'm like yeah. trying to recultivate my prayer life to be where I want it to be. So, um, but you know, day by day, I suppose. <laughs> day by day. Yeah. Godspell song. Hmm. It's a little, I think, musical in the '70s. I don't know how how many people. I'm not that. quite familiar. I'm not a huge musical guy. It's okay. I love music, and I yeah. love like good, you know, good storytelling. But for it's okay. Reason, like, there's some there's some songs that I'm like, oh, that's kind of that's kind of neat, and other ones I'm like. It's a little too abstract for my liking, but mm. whatever. It was like a seventies thing, so it's very it's kinda hippie. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little 70s. it's a little odd sometimes. But sure. Whatever. <laughs> um but now and so like so, you know, questions about obviously your season of life. You're very yeah. very young, twenty three years old. Yeah. Man. Starting Apparently. starting things. Yeah. Ah, I mean in comparison. That's true. Very much so. Uh just starting out things. But also very much so a good role model even to like understand that as a 23 year old to a six year old you are like a grown up yeah <laughs> grown up. like that might not man. feel like it because it's like <laughs> no. bro i'm still figuring out how to pay the irs but Literally. to a six-year-old you are oh they they're a grown up they figured it out they got it sure but also like especially particularly a six-year-old boy mm. or even other people even your peers like positive like masculinity of like you know like a role model of a man kind of a thing and like especially of a, of a young man you know like we have our parents and we have our fathers um and maybe some other friends that are sure. older than us who can give us that role model of masculinity but also like what what are some some ways or maybe even just i'm just asking your opinions sure. about like the the positive faithful version of masculinity especially within kind of like that college perspective of like you're yeah. 18 through 25 like what 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 is that kind of masculinity when it comes to being a faithful servant man i don't 
I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah, but, but it could be just even like yeah, your opinion. Sure. So I, I'm, I mean, gosh, I'm trying to be every, day by day, as we mentioned, like trying to be the man that I'm called to be, especially, no, I shouldn't say especially, but um, in particular in the way it relates to the, the, the men around me and, and whoever, like, yeah, I always want to point people to Christ and I always want to be a role model. But when I think about what Catholic masculinity should be and what it ought to be and what I'm striving for, um, I've been really blessed by some awesome role models. That gentleman named Nick I just mentioned, um, he exemplifies a lot of the traits that I would easily associate with Catholic masculinity and that um, his like kindness and his joy, um, his, um, his eagerness and willingness to serve. I think those are things that are pretty integral uh, pretty integral to Catholic masculinity in the, in the way I observe it in the gentlemen in our age group. And I, I think those kind of things are really important. And yeah, so as far as what I think that should look like, it yeah, it just comes down to love and joy and service and willingness to um, imitate Christ and imitate St. Joseph and, and all the things possible. So as, as far as what those, like, what those traits look like or if that that gets a little bit tricky, I believe, but I just always look to the the awesome examples that I've had, and I wish that they were right here and they could tell you what they're doing, and and right. you'd be able to see if you met if you met them, you'd be like, oh yeah, awesome. And there's a lot of awesome guys like that at CCM. You got guys like guys like Noah and guys yeah. like you, Hoppy, and and guys like Andrew, like all these people that you yeah. look to, and you're like, what is it about this man who's pursuing holiness? What's he doing? Like, what has he got that makes me feel alive? What does he have that draws me closer to truth and closer to goodness and yeah to me it comes back to that kindness and that like i don't know it's it's all kind of hard to quantify but yeah um, yeah so those what are the is that one of the things that you're you're striving to and you're practicing with is that is that kindness or is there something else that maybe like individually for you is something that it's like this is a, a quality i deem as good and that yeah. good faithful masculinity mm. that I might necessarily not not have, but I'm trying to, you know, grow in or make better. Oh, sort of Especially in yeah. your particular stage of life, mm. being that um, you are in that, you know, moment of engagement, yeah. very soon to be a married man, which Thank comes God. with a lot of other, you know, very much so a lot of other joy, a lot of other, you know, also responsibilities and, and potential, like, stress on yourself of being like, I now am this, or I, sure. I have to become sure. this kind of thing. What are some things that you yourself are trying to strive for that you deem Dude, as that worthy quality. Uh, that's an awesome question. I just truly appreciate that question. That, that's a question I love to hear. Um, one of the things I'm working on the most right now because of the wonderful men that I've met and the wonderful men that, I'm, that I've observed and that have like called me higher um, is uh, the spirit of self-sacrifice. Mm. It's just because I've witnessed that so thoroughly through men that are closer to my age that I've known who have recently... Uh, become married themselves i've recently gotten married or i've recently i think about my brother-in-law who he's had um i've known him gosh since he was 18 and he's in his mid-20s mid-late 20s now and i've watched him you know date my sister and get married and have five children and i've watched how he's how his life has developed since he was basically a teenager you know what i mean and i watched myself go through you know some of the earlier seasons thereof and i'm looking at him and i'm watching him continually sacrifice his time sacrifices comfort zones and just say yes to whatever um whatever his children need whatever his wife needs and it's it's really inspiring and i've watched my own biological brother do the same thing or just that that quick 
that quick yes of of whatever it whatever it is that he's being asked to give, he gives. And he doesn't count the cost. And that's to me incredibly Christ-like behavior. And that's how I want to be. And it's something that I'm working on a lot right now because I have comfort zones that I stay inside like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Uh, I really do. <laughs> I really enjoy being comfortable. Um, and so being, as all do, you know, no, for sure, for sure. And it's, I like the, the, the percent, the comfort to me is a perception of security and I've longed for security, which is an illusion that I want to relinquish. And I know will only come after, um, after integrating a, a more, um, a more willingness and an openness to Christ's plan for my life. So, yeah. And to say, yes, Some, it is very odd. Sometimes it's like you feel the you, more secure when you kind of like, quote unquote let go Dude, of things. Amen. Yeah. It's like you're trying to hold on to things so much, but it's like uh ah, crap. I just had a song in my head or something where it's like hold on so much and it's like your grip becomes like weaker because sure. you're stressing so much. Yeah. But as soon as you like let go of it, you understand that oh I didn't need to like grab onto this thing because sure. I'm already firmly planted on the ground as soon yeah. as I let go and trust. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that speaks a lot to like the the, the freedom of like true authentic Christ-like love, which again, not to just like bring it back to self-sacrifice over and over again, but because we know that love is self-sacrificial and it is like a willing the good of the other with somewhat less abandoned for your own mm-hmm. uh, maybe desires or those comfort zones that I, that I mentioned, um, there's true freedom in the gift of love. And, and that's what we know. And that's what love always wants, right? It always longs to be free and and, and fruitful in, in total and with less of less regard for oneself. So uh, again, just watching these awesome, awesome men that I love and that I really, really respect um, give of themselves and watch them develop habits to where it's just a, it's just a quick yes that like, that's how I want to be. So that's the newest development right now in my prayer and just asking for the humility and the courage to, um, to just love more fully. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I, I remember the name of the song right as soon as I what is it? stopped talking. It's called Hold On Loosely by 38 Special. Ah, 38 really, Special. Yeah, really fun song. That has no real bearings on the faith at all. But like that was, I was like, it talked about like, if you, you know, I think the line goes like, if you yeah. cling too tightly, you might lose control or something like that. So it's like, of goodness the harder you try to hold on to something, most likely the easier it is for it to slip out. Mm. So you just need to like trust and like understand and yeah. let go of things, which yeah. is cool. So. Um, but I love uh, like the fire and the passion that you have for like these, these qualities of love and self-sacrifice and all those things that is such, I love the interpersonal, like intimate relationship that you are trying to appreciate with Christ and yourself, but also like with other people, um, you know, also knowing that it's like, you still need to be poured into by Christ's love instead. Cause you're, you're, Mm. you're at the end of the day, at least I, you know, I try and like, I'm just going to, since my love is imperfect, I try to do my best at just reflecting and mirroring God's love to my other cheers. Sure. Um, And, you know, being like, it's it's still like my version and like, you know, my, you know, my individual love, but doing my best to mimic, mirror, whatever um, kind of love that I've been getting from God. And it's nice to see how he can pour back into you. Um, But other like, also just, not so deep of a question now. I'll give you some yeah. breathing room. Uh, I'm breathing. I'm chill. What, uh, what are just some other like passions that you enjoy either, you know, maybe just with life and outside of the faith or particularly like inside of the faith? What are some yeah. what are some passions that like get either get you going? Like topics that you're like, I love talking about this or or things that just 
bring joy that you know all everything ties back in the faith but like all no it does i think it's i think it's really i think it's really important that you mentioned right there at the end that it all ties back to the faith because like one one of the things that i i don't remember where i first heard it um but it's one of my favorite things that i hear pretty often now at this season of my life is that um truth always affirms truth and goodness always affirms goodness in that like just because of like the way the world was created in love and because we know that our desires are at their core like good anything that that draws that anything that inspires true joy or true goodness like inevitably points us to christ and to god and to unity within the trinity even if we don't know it necessarily right. um it's it's um yeah i i some of those things i guess the first one that immediately comes to mind is just good storytelling and like good writing mm. i love to write and i love to read interesting um, I, I didn't know you like to write That's oh my gosh it's it's the thing i'm most passionate about i went when I started college, I started out in journalism just because all I knew at that time was that I wanted to write. And I was mm. like, well, there's a field that I can write all the time. Very different writing style than what I <laughs> wanted to do. Um, but, you know, it was it was also it was good to, to practice and hone and learn my craft, which, you know, by the grace of God, I think I was able to improve on my, my writing and maintain that passion and also get out of journalism at a time that the Lord was calling me to, which is a whole other story in and of itself, but very, very good. And, and you know, was awesome. But, uh, <laughs> writing and journalism also brought me to it, uh, closer to another one of my passions, which is, um, competition, mm. uh, good competition always sparks like a passion in me that I, that I hold very, very dear to. And that I think, um, when, when, um, when leaned into the right way, like always orients me toward Christ and always orients me toward fellowship. And one of the reasons that I loved covering uh, sports whenever I was a journalist, I was the sports editor for a little while. I got to witness all these great competitions and just that that thrill and that love for just watching. Like, gosh, that is something I do get romantic about is just watching <laughs> watching people that yes. like and like, I mean, you're over there thinking like, just say say like the line. It's like, how could you not be romantic about baseball? There it is. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Just had to get out. But like. So there's something beautiful about watching, uh, and like I'm so glad I had the unique opportunity to just like kind of express this. But like the like watching um, athletes, watching people who with the God-given ability or the God-given athleticism, like take that and then hone it through their own drive and through their own practice and repetition. It really it's like is self-discipline. That's yeah. self-discipline. That like, and that's I think really indicative of or really. Ref- reflective of like the interior life that we all strive for and one of the reasons i think it inspires me so much is like watching these people work with what they have been given and then like give it their all to something it's just really inspiring to me so those kind of those things don't necessarily go hand in hand i just i think it's interesting how they relate to each other and and my own experience but but yeah those are those are all things that i'm very passionate about and i'm I'm happy to share with you and are have and happy to share them with many of the wonderful faithful people that i know I love that. Uh, my kind of like uh, last uh, kind of wrapping up question a little bit, um, but you can obviously expand on this however sure. much. We have plenty of time. Well, thank you. Uh, you um, were a totus tuus missionary. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, missionary life in general. How, how was, uh, what were like, I guess, chronologically, what was like, how did you feel that call to oh. become a missionary? And then during or and then post-missionary life how could you see those like how like that was such a good choice for me to make um other than obvious reasons yeah which you you, you, you can you can elaborate later on sure sure Um, 
but yeah, those kind of things. Like what, what, what was evident to you of like, yeah, I, you know, cause it's very like, you know, you talked about earlier about comfort zones. Missionary life is very uncomfortable a lot of the time oh, because hi. you're so separate and it's like constant work all the time. Yeah. I, this is one of my favorite questions I've ever been asked, Javi. Like you, <laughs> I, I really, truly, that's, these are all very, very beautiful and I, all incredible things that I am, it's such a joy to share. And this is one of my all time favorites. The, and I'll, I'll try to keep it brief because speaking of writing, I could write in depth about how Totus Tuus was fundamentally impactful on my life, my spiritual life, and just, you know, there on out. I, I mean, I met my future spouse there. It's like nothing, as I oftentimes say, when it comes to Totus Tuus, nothing could ever be the same. It just fundamentally changed my life. But as far as, um, you know, the how I felt the call necessarily, like many things in my life, um, it wasn't like a lightning strike, so to speak. So it was it was more of a, of a quiet whisper more than anything um, that the opportunity presented itself to me a couple summers ago. Um, and I tried to resist that opportunity because I had a comfort zone where I had a summer planned uh, in a very different setting, in a very different way. And I was like, I'm not trying to change my summer plans to go. And I was like, I don't really know that much about my faith. I was like, I was battling a lot of lukewarmity at the time. And I was coming out of a, a period of my life where I was not the, the Catholic that I want to be and definitely not the man that I want to be and not at all somebody that I would, you know, look to as a role model if I were anybody else. Like, But I knew going into that summer in the months preceding that I wanted to grow and I wanted to invest more in my faith and I wanted to... I, I wanted to live higher, so to speak. I, I felt that call to live higher, basically. And I didn't know what that looked like. And then Totus Tuus presented itself as an opportunity. And I was like, that seems really hard. I don't really want to. And um, I, I prayed about it, got a lot of awesome counsel from my parish priest and um, some awesome counsel from my oldest brother, Joe, and who, who basically told me, he was like, if you don't do it this summer, you probably won't do it. And he's like, I think it presents itself as a really unique opportunity. I think you strongly consider it because you like working with kids um, and you're really energetic and it'll probably be a good setting for you. And I was like, all right, maybe I'll pray about it. And I was like, I'll apply. If I get the job, I'll apply. If they ask to interview me, I'll interview. If I, they offer me the job, I'll take it. And that all happened within like a week. So yeah. And, nice. Yeah. And from there on, I came into it not really knowing what to do because I didn't really know much about like how to administer like catechesis to anybody else. I barely knew it myself. And I swear, and I'll say this over and over again until I die, I learned more that summer of Totus Tuus than any of the kids that walked through the doors looking at me to teach them. Right. I just learned so much from the incredible teammates that I had to the people that I met in training, the awesome priests. Um, it, it was it was a really awesome experience. Obviously, um, the lovely Miss Caroline, who will who is now my fiance, like just meeting her and like coming to know her. And being like, this is a this is a woman that is on fire within her faith and like is so committed to the love of our Lord and to Mother Mary. And is so the way I've described it before, and I got made fun of so much in my small group the other day for saying this, but meeting Caroline was like meeting somebody. And this is I can I can never get people to understand why this is so important. <laughs> but meeting Caroline was like meeting somebody that like decided every day she decided to be alive. She was like, this is, a, this is, I'm here for a reason. It's good to be alive. And now I'm going to live it. I'm going mm. to be alive. And it was so beautiful. And it was like that. And then so many other, other people my age were like that. And I was like, 
all these people are sprinting after holiness with like reckless abandon for the the material world for the day-to-day like like obviously they're like yes this like i don't know there are responsibilities that come with the world yeah i was gonna say yeah yeah. it's it's like um i was talking to you earlier about the homesick podcast yeah like this everything in the world like this all matters but it's not all that matters and everything that is truly truly like integrally important points us toward christ and that's where we're going and it's like watching watching all these people run that way and me being like I got to go. I, I got to go with them. I got to run. I want to run this race with, with people like this. I want to be someone like this. Um, so that's unfortunately not as short of a long story. I meant to make that, but <laughs> to make a longer story that short, um, just that disposition and witnessing what it looked like for people my age to be pursuing holiness with everything they had made it as such to where it, it demanded that I at least try. And I, mm. I, I, I've been at least trying and I'm not perfect, but that, that was like, that's been the turning point, so to speak. And it came over many days, but it was, it, it was, you know, so strong that nothing could ever be the same. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love the, I, I learned something new, obviously today. Mm. And I love the, the, the sheer joy and the passion of other people, you know, gave you that desire to also yeah. strive yeah. for that continued holiness for that sainthood that we're all called to yeah and i like i learned like what sainthood might look like because i was like right. it's not out what here. is you know i'm not gonna am i gonna get like held at gunpoint saying renounce jesus right now or die it's i like, wish I, but you know, no it turns out that i'm like, not gonna be a martyr unfortunately but. <laughs> it looks like i might not get that chance but like, <laughs> like, no, no, no one-way ticket i'm terrible yeah. and they tell you like don't wish for martyrdom it's like <laughs> Yes, I'm sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. sorry that um, I've, you know, every now and again had a daydream about it when I was we, at mass. I'm we've sorry. We've all thought about. We've all been like, if somebody ran through right now, am I ready? I, this is what I do. I'm gonna slap it out. Get at this. Oh, so many times. Masculine urge to protect. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um. I. Yeah. Um. That's so. It's so. It's like. Oh. I, I better not ask for that experience because I'm a very weak man, and who know who knows how I respond. <laughs> so it is better that I pursue sainthood in the way that I witness, which, once again. It's just that daily yes, that daily decision to be like, I'm alive in Christ. Like, what do I do with the gift of his love? Because that love demands responsibility and it demands action. And that was what I witnessed from the many other missionaries and from the many priests and religious I met in Totus Tuus. And then had the beautiful, unique opportunity to to sacrifice my time and to give of myself. Um, And again, surrounded by people that were also sacrificing their time, giving of themselves so completely like so freely it's yeah it was so beautiful i learned i i learned that there i had much more of a capacity to love than i thought i did yeah. and but and thank god that it was it was beautiful and, i love that oh. well because it, it very different people require very different things mm. what what is that uh, either wake up call or that continuous like keep going thing for that sanctity sometimes it is i need to push myself into going on this mission trip and this missionary work, sometimes it all it is is like having the courage to take a step into your Newman ministry wherever you're mm-hmm. at, or take a step into a potentially like if there's like a young adult, you know, club or whatever it might be, like get together thing within the parishes, within mm-hmm. the faith life, where it's like you can see these people living their lives within the faith, even if it's not like the thing that you're doing in that particular moment yeah. is uh, like explicitly faithful, whether it's, ex- you know, point. it like, it might it not 
isn't if anything i found it i feel mm. like at least from a lot of other stories that yeah. i've heard and talking to people it's more profound and even for me it was that way too it was it's way more profound to see people living their lives in normal ways like Amen. whether we're playing volleyball outside whether we're just getting together to have dinner yeah but we know that there is this overarching theme of like this faith and this desire for holiness and you know sometimes it does explicitly come up in conversation yeah. but it's so much more inspiring to see somebody doing the dull or day-to-day -day mundane life stuff oh. with the background of that faith continuously striving them yeah than to see them praying really hard at mass adoration. I, was, I was just love to, to say, see people praying really sure. hard in adoration and it's like i you know that's something else that i can be passionate about but seeing their prayer life becomes so much more impactful when you also see how that is the base of everything else that goes for on sure. outside for sure to be a christian doesn't just mean like you know you to be a christian might be it, it could be you know today i decide I'm going to pray the rosary and I'm going to pray that for, for mom and Mary. I'm going to pray that for Christ. I'm going to dedicate this time for, for my Lord. And then sometimes being a Christian or rather alongside that being a Christian is I'm going to go to Walmart and I'm going to do it in a Christ-like way. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like, and like, just kind of going back to your, your like, you know, being that, that faith, that life, that faithful life in the ordinary, I think is. And that's why I so love beautiful. ordinary time. John Ashell, you're getting called out. Right now, if he's listening, ordinary time is awesome. It's extraordinary. It's extraordinary. <laughs> Bishop Rice quote, trademark, copyright, whatever you want to do, <laughs> however you want to protect that. Ordinary time should be renamed to extraordinary, extraordinary. time because it is in the quote unquote mundane and day to day that should bring out that sheer passion. And I'm going to do it. And like, obviously, not every day is so easy not every day is, not. is 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 can can even individually you you have that as a forefront in your mind but hopefully at some point throughout every day there is at least that subtle or or explicit way of being like i am doing this for this greater purpose yeah and just kind and of whether it's like i'm doing something that i don't like but i'm only doing yes. something that i don't like because i know that it is aiding other people that I care about. Mm -hmm. And even know? if I, and even if I can't, and like just kind of build off of that, even if you can't see like it bearing fruit, that internal disposition of like, here's my cross, let me carry it. Mm -hmm. And I'll do this for Christ. You know what I mean? It's like that little things with everything, with great love, right? Yes. And that's, I think that's the little way. That's what we're called to. And that's what I think is going to set the world on fire. Little things. Little things are so big because God who sees you in private can see how you are privately doing something as mundane as doing homework, but understanding that my end goal for this homework is to get a good grade in this class. But that end goal of a good grade and good, and good grade in this class is to be able to graduate. And the end goal to be able to graduate is to do something that like not only I am hopefully passionate about and enjoy doing, but also like I can bring the subtleties without mm. explicitly saying, you know, it's like that, uh, that one hymn where it's like, they'll know we're Christians by our, love. by our love. Yeah. It's like, I don't need to explicitly tell everybody and my coworkers that I am a Christian, mm -hmm. but hopefully I can go into work and do work in a certain way that at least yeah. has them see something that's like, there is something different that they are doing that gives them this 
joy. Even if it's like not necessarily a good day, it's like over like, you know, big picture. Hmm. Little things build up to those big things. You can't have your tip top without having a good Yes, yeah, sure. So yeah. That's really cool. That's all. That's so beautiful. I love it. I know. I love that. I we could talk for hours dude, and God hours. Knows, dude, God knows you could pick one thing that we talked mean, about today, and I could be here for an hour. You can, I, I mean, you and I could be here for hours. I was going to say, I mean, we have been. We've been, we had lunch at like, <laughs> you know, 12, 30, 12, well, one o'clock, and we've been talking since. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you yeah. so much. This was, I, I, I love this, uh, this, this, this uh, genuine and, and individual time to, uh, with you, to spend time thank with you, you, and also just talk about these subtleties mm. that, are so real and so and so powerful in individual lives, whether it comes to our masculinity, whether it comes to how we're supposed to do things like daily in the extraordinary time that God gives mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, very cool. I appreciate you coming down. I, I oh. truly do. So thank you, son. Hi, dude, it's been just a pleasure to be here. Just a pleasure to talk with you, but more so to talk about our faith, man. It's the most important thing in the world, and I'm so glad to share it with you. I love it, so and I love awesome. I love that we can hopefully share this with people who. Do who need this as well. God willing. This is cool. God willing. God bless. Amen. Amen.